Hi, thanks for listening to the Expressing Motherhood podcast. You are about to listen to Stephanie Wiley, and Stephanie is a Los Angeles photographer who splits her work time between kids and family photography, interior photography, and weddings here and there. She has been taking pictures professionally for 16 years. She urges moms and dads to be in the picture. I love that. Accepting yourself today as you are and being in the picture with your loved one is a gift for them in the future. She says, no child will ever notice your tummy, wrinkles, lack of makeup, or anything else that we notice in ourselves. When they see the pictures in years to come, they'll be reminded of your love and your hugs, and they'll be so happy for those reminders. She loves to tell a story with her pictures, whether it's a family, a house, or a wedding. And there's always a story to be told. Stephanie is a third-generation Californian who lives on the east side of L.A. Her two boys are 16 and 18, and she wishes she was in more pictures with her kids. Hmm. I love Stephanie. She's become a friend, and uh, her... Old, her oldest, her 18-year-old, helped sell Expressing Motherhood merchandise last year before he went off to college. It's pretty cute. Anyway, um, Stephanie, this is her second time in Expressing Motherhood. So you can find her other story on her podcast, and she's just great. Without further ado, here's Stephanie Wiley in Expressing Motherhood. We're losing her. Three years ago, I noticed my mom was starting to repeat herself. If she was reminded that she'd already said that or asked that question, she'd cover it up with sarcasm and jokes, but something was different. My dad and I were the only ones who seemed to notice a shift at that point because it was pretty subtle. Almost two years ago, my dad was diagnosed with cancer, and this is when my mom's memory problems really began to show themselves. She is in the beginning stages of dementia. If that wasn't bad enough, last spring she was diagnosed with cancer. It's a one-two punch with both parents having serious illnesses. It's been a nightmare, but also in a horrible, crazy way, a blessing. When I was young, I remember the nights my mom would color her hair and she'd be wearing a robe that was avocado greens, oranges, and yellows. It was the early 70s, and her robe matched the decor of our house. (laughs) She constantly changed her hair. Sometimes it was blonde and short. Sometimes it was long and brown. And once, she came home with the tightest perm you could ever imagine. (laughs) I also remember our tea parties. She would sit with me in front of our sliding glass doors that led to the backyard, I would always include a large assortment of stuffed animals and she would play along happily. She's still that playful self with my niece and young nephews, always willing to sit on the floor and play pretend just to make them happy. She's also always had a corny sense of humor and been quite sarcastic, much like her own mom. She's small and petite. Next to her, I seem like a giant. She's never had a weight issue, but these days she might weigh 100 pounds wet. I don't know if she'd want me to share this, but when she was in her 30s, she had a boob job. She's pretty private and didn't share this with me until I was in my 30s. It's something I've never thought about in conjunction with old age. She's so frail now, but her breasts still look like they belong on a (laughs) 30-year-old. We've been close through my life, but in many ways I identified more with my dad. I think he always wanted a son first, but the boys came later. I have two younger brothers. 
Growing up, I had all of the things you'd have bought at that time for our boy. A BMX bike, a skateboard, a motorcycle. When I would get hurt, my dad would remind me that if I wanted to play with the boys, there was no crying allowed. I know he just wanted me to be tough. In my view, my mom has always relied heavily on my dad and has let him guide most of the decisions in their lives. She's not one to get overly emotional or physically affectionate. And it's only been recently that I've noticed her holding my hand when she's nervous or hugging me closer when I'm leaving. I know she's scared. She knows her brain isn't working at 100% anymore. She often asks, I wonder if I'll ever feel normal again. We're lucky that most of the time, she's still her funny, silly self. She's spent a lot of time in hospitals in this last year and always seems to entertain her nurses. But those close to her see that she seems to be slipping away slowly. A few months ago, one of her doctors told my brother and me that with or without the cancer, we have limited good time left with her. I struggle with the feelings of hope that the cancer takes her before she's no longer mentally with us. At times, I'm not sure if she realizes that either of these two things will take her from us. Thankfully, at this point, the cancer is not painful and she's not in treatment for it. So, in a way, it's better if she doesn't remember because she doesn't have anything to be scared about. My mom's parents both passed away in the early 2000s. I was close to them growing up. They just lived a few miles from us. Over the years, they rarely appeared in my dreams until this last year when they've been in more of my dreams than in the last 15 years altogether. I don't often feel spirits around me, but that's not the case for my youngest brother. In the last few months, he's woken to the feeling of my grandmother at the foot of his bed reassuring him that things are going to be okay. I know that they're waiting for her somewhere, which brings me so much comfort. Who would ever guess that cancer would be a blessing in disguise? I have a hard time saying that out loud. When I hear those words in my thoughts, much less out loud, I sound so cold-hearted and uncompassionate. And I know that without context, those are cruel words, and it's a cruel reality. But until she's gone, I'll be there to hold her hand and hug her tighter than before. Thank you.